Ohio State football. 11-1 season. Irby's last ride. Purdue nearly murdered him. Rose Bowl coming at ya. Washington doesn't know what's coming to them. Not at all. January 1st. Dwayne's on the way. When there is a will, there's Dwayne. He's in New York. Heisman yeah, winner. Baby. Cause oh, it's, it's Saturday, Saturday night. night. It was a good season. It, it was, was a great we season. We didn't get in the playoff. No, we didn't. And frankly, after that Purdue loss, uh, maybe I don't think we earned it. I don't know if Urban would have survived it. I no. mean, clearly his season did not survive it. No. Uh, but seven and zero against bleak. Michigan. No, I mean he's gonna be. Fine. He's gonna be all right. Lose some commentating. He's got a grand. He's son. gonna take care of his sis and his brain. Right. Um, gotta gotta take care of that cyst, y'all. If anyone yeah. listening, rock and assist. We take love a cue from Urban Meyer. Take we love break. college football. We do. Uh, we instead of recording this podcast <laughs> for the last several months, instead we spent our Saturdays watching college football. So that's one of the many excuses. Sorry, <laughs> uh, but welcome back. This is Campus Counselors. Uh, Carly and I used to be uh, RAs yep. on campus, yep. and now we decided uh, that we're qualified to run an advice podcast. And it was going pretty strong until we just, we were like not recording anymore. No, some stuff was going on. Um, some work stuff, lots of work stuff. So I work, for people who don't know, I work in a video game company. Mm-hmm. And uh, something funny about that, during Christmas time, people buy a lot of video games during Christmas uh, and, and other holidays. Um, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, etc. Yep. Uh, so that's been busy. It's been pretty busy. And... We replaced all the floors in our house because the house flooded a few months ago. Actually, during an Ohio State football game. Interestingly enough, as you can see, our weekends are pretty packed. Um, I also started a new job, and for anyone who knows me, knows I don't do anything halfway. So when I start a new job, I go hard. And so it has been a whirlwind few months. So those are our various excuses for not having recorded the podcast. And we've missed you. We've missed you a lot. Um, our loyal viewers who are pretty much... Viewers. You always say viewers. This is a podcast. <laughs> okay. Listeners, thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I think they appreciate it. I think, yeah, acknowledging that you're listening is important. Yeah. Um, we we miss you guys, even though primarily you're all made up of people who already know us. And some of you like saws and said, "Hey, where's the podcast?" It's like you're, it's right in front of you. Like, what do you want to know? Like, just ask us questions. <laughs> the podcast is literally. I I will. I think I've mentioned this before, but Maggie Zubek said it's like having you in my house, but I can't get a word in. Yeah. <laughs> so that's... Uh, which is no, really no different than most times <laughs> we're at your so house. That's true. It's so true. Uh, but because it's been a while, we have gathered uh, quite a bit of fan mail. Um, a whopping four emails yes. have come in. And what it, Has it been like three or four months? So I think our last podcast, no, I know our last podcast was in August. So it's very humorous. Right at like the start I, of the season. Yeah. I did not pull this up in advance, guys. So. No, so we're stalling while Carly pulls up the, uh, her Gmail account. Oh, I forget the password. Do you I, remember it? I reset it because oh, I okay. found out. That's how I found out that we had four emails. Oh, good. Dating back to August, so I don't know how relevant these questions are anymore. But we'll do our best to, to answer them. Uh, for those of you, again, who, who are new to the show, I hope this isn't your first episode because there's already been <laughs> quite a few in-jokes that you wouldn't understand. That's why you got to stay committed, unlike we have That's right. <laughs> to recording it. Um, so we, yes, we were both resident advisors. Mm-hmm. Uh And we try to give advice the same way we gave advice to our residents at the time who were a year younger than us. And so we really didn't have much more to offer them on on how to navigate through through the world uh, at the time. But somebody paid us money to do it. So here we are. Yeah, no one's paying us money now. No, this is is pro bono work for the the world. This, This podcast is not funded by Ohio State Hype. Um, although this romance started with some Ohio State That is true. We met when we were working at Ohio State. Uh, This is the first time we've actually uh, said what college we worked at. 
Oh shoot! Should we have left it? What, well, is, what does it, it mean? Kind of what does it mean? What does it matter? <laughs> right. Okay. I finally got the email pulled up, guys. So there's a little background on how this podcast got started. Um, where the future of this podcast goes, I think we can talk about at some point because um, we're gonna need a lot more emails if we're gonna keep this advice podcast fueled. Though I can't blame you for not emailing us because it's been we haven't been out there promoting it. Yeah, it's been like four months. Also, I mean, we started this podcast without email. Before. That's true. We can do it again we can, if we have to. That's right. Don't uh, don't uh, don't threaten us. <laughs> so our, we will give you unsolicited advice. Our first piece of fan mail that we haven't addressed is from April, <laughs> April nineteenth. Oh wow. Yeah, it's um it's going to be a two parter because we have two emails from one individual, a former resident of mine. Um, he asks. Um, how, this is an intense first question out the gate, but I think it's an important one. How does one meet new friends as an adult? Oh, that's a, that's a whole episode on, on just saying we don't know over and over. (laughs) We should, we should definitely have an episode about making adult friends because I think it's an important topic. Um, Marty and I have moved around, not like a bunch, but enough to... Uh, I would say more than most Maybe. if I were to put it on like a bar chart or something. So we've had to like start over as adults in making friends. And let me tell you, we don't have a secret to it because it's real hard. It's real hard. People are already kind of set. If, if you're moving to a new place, people are already kind of set in their ways and right. their friends, especially at our age, you know, our, right. our late 20s now. Right. Um, I feel like it's it's hard to get out there and also to be like, hey, I want to be a friend. Like, let's talk and try to be friends. Like, let's figure out if we're friends or not. And, like, right. that's a weird conversation to have that doesn't happen as naturally as it did in, like, college, for example, or even high school. Um, we spend a lot of time with people at work, and then when we're out of work, it's like, well, do you want to, like, go meet people? No. What does that sound and like? And it's, like, more nerve-wracking than even asking someone on a date is asking someone to, like, be friends. <laughs> like, hey, do you want to... Uh, Almost like because it's like less of a commitment than a real relationship. Right. It's like somehow more high stakes when you ask. Um, But, you know, I mean, this is not to say that we haven't made new friends. No, we've made. But it was hard. I'm also not out here trying to defend my like social credit. Like, oh, man, I got hundreds of friends. Like, I'm not I'm not trying to be that guy. I have I have in Florida like max six friends. Yeah, it's five. And and I mean, all, all most most, if not all of the friends I've made here have been through work because, again, it's that same natural thing where you're spending X amount of hours a day or a week with the same group of people, you're obviously going to gravitate towards those you, you you know, mesh well with and, and uh, reject those you don't. And uh, reject may be a strong word. No, you I get what you're saying. You don't have time it's when like you're an adult. protons and electrons no, bouncing off of one another. This is the point I want to make. It's not like I'm Carl Sagan It's talking about the universe. You're Carl Saganing it up per usual over here. Um, anyways, I think that the hardest part about making friends as an adult is you have way less time and everyone, like Marty was saying, is kind of set in their ways. So finding time to invest in new friendships is hard, especially when you have some old friendships that you miss a lot. And I can't talk about that for a long time because it makes me really sad. Yeah, and that's tough too. Like we like we have friends all over the place that aren't here that we've right. made and don't that we miss. necessarily want to lose. So. Right. It's so you have to maintenance those friendships. Maintenance sounds like a tough word. No, you have I, to, mean, I think it's maintenance. It, it, it's every relationship, platonic, romantic, etc., is some amount of work to maintain. Mm, tell it, babe. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Um, so that's the, the the short. That's long. It's the short answer is it's hard. It's hard, um, and if you're struggling with it, so is everyone. And if anyone tells you they're great at making new friends, they should write a book or something because I I would read and it. They should send it to us <laughs> and have us use their words as our own. Yes. Um, the second part of the question um, from Thomas is um, this question is uh, geared more toward Marty, and I okay. loved that because. Okay. 
it's definitely just a question for you. Lay it on. Lay it on me. Lay it on thick. Let's go. So I recently decided to grow a beard. As a beard aficionado, I want to know if you have any good tips. Thanks and go Bucks. Go Bucks. Um, I have no tips. Uh, this, this is so so I started growing a beard in college, and mm-hmm. it's been bless seven, that day, bless that month, seven years, six years. Mm-hmm. I'm not sh- I've not been clean shaven in in half a decade at this oh, point. Yes. Um, I really did, and, and for like the first year and a half, it is a weird. It had it was a weird transition where like the first year of it probably it was super thin, and like yeah. I really didn't do much with it. We called it baby beard Marty years. Yeah. It was like a year, a good year and a half of baby beard Marty, yeah. which I have a lot of affection for. I, I kept it trimmed up pretty tight. It wasn't, it wasn't super um, scra- scraggly. Is not the word because it's not scraggly it now. No, no, no. It, it was, wasn't as full, and I kind of, yeah. I kind of just had to ride with that for a while until, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I don't know if it was just one day something changed or I was just getting older, but like it, it ended up filling itself out over the course of about a year, and now it, it, I keep it pretty thick. Thicker than I did before because I can I I got it to this point right. Uh, but it did take a while. Like my only advice is like be patient with it. Mm-hmm. Like don't go get two months in and go. Oh man, this thing isn't as big as I wanted to. Like I'm just gonna shave it all off. Um, I've heard some rumors and I've never tested them myself that if you if you grow out a beard and then you shave clean again, it will grow in thicker the next time. Mm-hmm. I've never heard. I don't have any scientific proof one way or the other. I've never done that myself. I wouldn't let him. Let's just say that I wouldn't let him fully shave it to try to grow it back in thicker because I was like the risk is too great. Yeah, but I one one thing I will say is definitely definitely maintenance and take care of it. Um, it is you know it's hair like you you shampoo your hair every day. Or every other day, depending on how often you shower. I'm not going to judge if it's only every other day. Um, I'm an everyday kind of guy myself. Uh, but, you know, I used to not, like, put shampoo in it and conditioner. Now I have, like, shampoo conditioner for my beard because it is it does need care like anything else. And beard it's a oil, national it, treasure. Stop it. I, I will not. Uh, beard oil is a thing. Um, that'll help uh, keep it thick and healthy. Something else to consider. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a little beard comb that I sometimes use. Yeah. And he has a specific barber that he goes to. I do have to. a barber now. He has I used a barber. To, I used to just get normal hair because it's like, no, and I need a barber with like, they need to trim it up real nice and pretty. Yeah. Um, and it looks, he looks like an actual movie star. And I always want to like, as we're leaving the barber shop, like somehow conceal him because I'm like, no one must see how good he looks right now. So that's the biased opinion of the woman who married me. Uh, I would say I'm pretty average. It's pretty average beard, all things considered. It's red though, which is. It is red, which is unique. I mean, I, I have dark brown hair and, and brown eyes and, and a slightly red beard. It's, it's kind of an odd combo, but it works. Yeah. And the Florida sun is making it even more red, I will say. Is it really? It really is. Huh. Yeah. I've, I've watched the evolution of your beard and paid very close attention, but that's excellent advice. So be patient, right? Be patient. I think that's the number one thing. Be patient. Yep. yep. Learn the grooming um, mm-hmm. of it and the care and keeping of it. Um, so yeah. yeah. Don't, if, if you are, if you, if you are having trouble growing it, it's, it feels a little thin. If you want it, you got to commit. Uh, don't do the thing where people will, will shave the beard, but keep the mustache and wait for that to grow in first. Cause then that just looks mm. like a thin, mu- there's nothing worse than a thin mustache mm. in my it's opinion. True. It's true. It's a rough and tumble. Yeah. Yeah. Rough and tumble situation. Mm-hmm. That's a great warning. Like, heed this, folks, if you're working on a beard. That's great. Um, thank you for that. Yeah. Awesome. So our next um, <laughs> email is from July 31st. Okay. Um, and it's from... I would like to point out all these emails <laughs> so far... Definitely were before we went on a hiatus. I know. I know, which makes me so sad. It's like, oh, man. Well, we're working on it, guys. We're trying to get back in yeah, the Yeah, we're loop. trying to catch up now. Jeez. Um, so it is from David, who I knew in elementary school. Um, it's about wedding songs slash rituals um, and advice on what 
to pick for that. But before I say that, I have no idea if David is already married or not. <laughs> so this is a real late comment. Um, but he says, longtime listener, first time poster. I would love to hear, hear any insight y'all have on a good reception song for a couple that maybe doesn't traditionally listen to music you'd expect at a club, seeing as those songs don't typically feature an acoustic guitar and banjo. So saying that, you know, acoustic guitar and sure, banjo yeah. is their vibe. Um, also, for the actual ceremony, what was one unique thing y'all did that really worked well and that you would recommend? Oh, man. Uh, as far as music, did he say first first song or just no i think just like songs to play like if they don't like club music and i can't at all contribute to this because if it has a sick bass like it was played at my wedding so but you can answer this a little better so i I don't know why you think that's true um (laughs) but what i will say is that i think a good kind of like rule of thumb if you want to just play it safe you know especially if you have multiple uh, generations mm. at said wedding. Good point. Like, go to Spotify and just look at the 90s playlist. Yeah. Or the, or the 2000s, because they'll do, like, early 2000s stuff. And I feel like they keep a pretty good job of, like, having some some sleeper hits in there, but also, like, the general stuff that people sure. would hear and dance to. Because, like, I don't know, it's 2018, and, like, I'm a big video game guy, and there was just this video games award ceremony where they oftentimes announce new video games. And there was a Mortal Kombat trailer with, like, a... Tw- like new Twenty One Savage song, and it was I loved it, it was terrible. I loved it, and it was it. the worst. And every, everybody who's like ten years younger than me was like, "Yo, that was sick," and I was like, "No, that was disgusting and and appalling." Hello, and it's your wife. I'm not ten years younger than you. Although that would make an even more interesting podcast. Like, I feel I feel like I don't I don't connect with the young people music like you do. Well, anymore. I definitely. And when I saw my Spotify like year in review, it was like, hey, you like everything the music industry is telling you to like. And I was like, that's fine. Yeah, mine was like, hey, you like you like acoustic video game soundtracks. A whole <laughs> and, heck and of the a lot. 80s. For and some the 80s. Inexplicable reason. It's not inexplicable. I I was a young man. Uh-huh. It was what? How old was I? I was I was 12. Not I, in the 80s. Not in the 80s. No. <laughs> Um, and I, I got a copy of Grand Theft Auto Vice City, mm. uh, which takes place in the 80s. And if you know the Grand Theft Auto games, they are known for their musical, uh, music, musical is their soundtrack? taste. Soundtrack is the <laughs> word I was looking for. Thank you. The video game's musical taste. <laughs> uh, no, the, the soundtrack is like you, you, when you're getting into a car in GTA, you have the radio. And so I got in, way into 80s music and it kind of stuck with me in a good way. That it does not help. That tangent. No, I actually think it was super helpful when you mentioned find a nostalgic playlist. People love nostalgia, especially if you have multiple generations. Yeah. Um, that was awesome advice. I think that's um, a good one. The second, the second question was about something unique at our ceremony. Yeah. Do you remember what was unique about our ceremony? Is this a quiz? Maybe. Okay. Do you remember? We, I remember do, like when we got to the, the ceremony or the reception? Ceremony. The dog. Gatsby was there. He was. Gatsby was our ring, our ring bearer. Yeah, he, he came down the aisle he with was. um with our uh, my sister in law. Yep. Um. No, the special thing that we did. <laughs> was, oh, that wasn't the special. No. Okay. Well, there were two things. One, um, Reverend Dave, who oversaw our ceremony, he we had him kind of dressed up a little bit like a priest, so that your ninety something year old grandmother would think that it was it was blessed. May she rest in peace. Yes. Love you, Nones. We tried to make you happy. <laughs> Even though the ceremony was outside, so I don't think we were actually convincing her it was a Catholic ceremony. Anyway, no, the special thing we did was we tied a literal knot. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, and hilarious story about that. <laughs> we tied the knot. It was like a beautiful, like, we had Reverend Dave read out loud, like, a little thing about, 
you know, tying the knot together and all that. Um, and then we just left it on the table and my brother found it after everyone had already walked over to the reception. And he was like, Carly, look, I found the symbol of your undying love. Like, well, I think it's appropriate that we would have lost it <laughs> somewhere. Why? Well, then, because then, like, that's that's kind of cute. Like, it's, it's just somewhere in the world. And, like, we can't ever undo it. Ah. That's, oh, that is kind of cute. Way to turn it back around, babe. Um, Anyway, so yeah, that's a cute thing we did. But really, just anything that you guys will remember and anything that creates a keepsake, even though I'm not a fan of, like, the joining sand together thing. Is that a thing? Oh, the the sand layers thing, and then you shake it, and it's all the sand, and you can't unlayer it. Right. I've seen that. Yeah. I just don't like sand, so that's a a personal thing (laughs) on my end. I think sand is, like, the glitter of geology i think glitter is the glitter of geology (laughs) glitter is the worst glitter is not we had we had a little bit of an issue with oh we still have an issue (laughs) with the christmas tree and the glitter that's all over the new floors we just got replaced oh my goodness Uh, well i think glitter is delightful and i think finding glitter is joyous every time it happens very happy for you (laughs) okay Do we have another email? Yes. So the other email is from Catherine Malk, and it mentions, um, sorry, first and last name, should have kept that. Well, Catherine. Um, (laughs) Catherine. Catherine. Um, She mentioned a dog named Carmen, which we are going to follow back up on. I think it was in reference to an older podcast that I don't remember the context for. Okay. So we're going to loop back around and talk about a dog named Carmen later on in this podcast. Great. It's been so long, I don't remember the next segment. Oh, it's Dorm Diaries. It's Dorm Diaries. This was where we used to, back in the day. (laughs) Back when we had a podcast. um, This is when we would go, we would talk about something in in our, when we were in college. Right, and so what we Something that happened to us as ours, our A's or in general. I guess it doesn't matter, we make the rules. Yeah, I think it can be both. Also, if you're hearing tip-tapping in the background. Yeah, that's Gatsby. I keep trying to get him to sit I know, we keep trying to distract him with pets, but he's seeing um, cars go by, so he gets, you know, tippy-tapping. runs around. Anyway... Uh, this year's, this year's, well, well, I, I, well, let's be honest. I don't know if we're going to do another podcast in 2018. It is December. It's, it's the middle oh, of December. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, I think this is our last podcast. Nope. I was like, no. No. <laughs> okay, good. No. Uh, but why, why we love football? Yes. So what I wrote down here was explaining, because we knew our intro was going to be lit. So we wanted to explain kind of, um, we went to an Ohio State football game um, a couple weeks ago. Yet another reason why we didn't record a podcast. Yes, we went to Columbus and saw uh, the Michigan game. And saw Irby's Irby's last ride. Irby's final home game. Urban Mm, Meyer. mm, Retiring. mm -hmm. Getting that cyst taken care of. We talked about that already. Bless him. Bless him. Um, So I was thinking about like how strange it is that we a got so into college football and b got way more into it after we graduated yeah like that was the thing like we were there like we were doing college game day on espn we got on tv for like a hot second mm -hmm. we were jumping around in the stands like we did the whole nine yards and it's like we used to live here we used and to then, live like, here and didn't we wouldn't care go to at the all. Games. No. Yeah, but there's something about it's not even like nostalgia for my college years, even though technically we have a podcast about nostalgia for our college years. It's just the base of what we've built our little lives on, you know, with yeah. campus counselors. So, anyways, I think football is something that connects us back to Ohio and our roots more so than college. That's how I feel about it, at least. How do you feel? I think that's fair, yeah. honestly. Uh, for for me, it, it was it's cool to have, and so part of it I think is just 
Um, I am closer to sports now than I was right. before. Um, yes. I, I've worked on several sports video games now uh, in my career, and I, I work with a lot of people who are very into sports. And so I kind of missed, like, I, I kind of felt left out of those conversations, which kind of got me back into thinking, like, okay, so I did like sport. Like, what's the deal here? Um, and then I got super into, like, learning about the players and the stats mm-hmm. and, the, and, the, and the commentators and kind of, kind of how all that universe works. And I got really invested in it that way. But then, in turn, it was like it was really nice to go back and see it all, and like mm-hmm. through that new lens of this is a, a very old tradition mm-hmm. that so many people are excited about, people right. of all ages, and like it was funny. We <laughs> one other thing that we started doing is like um, getting recordings of old games and watching them sometimes. <laughs> this is so and we were, we were watching the 2015, 2014 mm-hmm. um, Sugar Bowl. Yep. Well, the sugar the, before that, the, yeah. the game before that, the Sugar Bowl between <laughs> Ohio State and Alabama, and we were winning. And I was, I looked at Carl. I'm like, this is why old people like to talk about old things that happen because this yep. is great. It was awesome. We literally, I every weekend for a couple weekends now, we have in addition to watching the college football that was that's already the on, turn. Yes, that's the turn. We would watch games that had nothing to do or no impact on Ohio State because we just like watching. Like we football watched now. twelve hours of college football in a row, and it was, it was. I was like, oh man, we we're here. We we're there. Well, and also just like side caveat, our children won't play football because. There's a lot of really messed up parts about it. Except my argument, though, is that we should have, if we have a child that really wants to do football, we'll be like, be a kicker because people get penalized for like breathing on you. Yeah, like they can't get close to the kicker. I love it. Got to give them a good good leg. I love it. Also, the reason I got back into football is I really like being angry about things and (laughs) (laughs) getting worked up. So it's a great outlet for me. I need to start boxing in addition. Um, I think that's going to be my New Year's resolution. Anyways, you mentioned wanting to... I don't know if I should talk about this story. Well, okay, so uh, my... What was it? I think it was my junior year. My junior year, uh, one of of my many um, odd jobs that I had uh, throughout college was being uh, the bartender at Woody's Tavern on campus. It was the only on-campus bar. uh, And having to work the Ohio State-Michigan game, which is a noon game most years, (laughs) if not every year. Everyone's drunk by 6 a.m. I swear it. I swear it. Maybe eight. Maybe eight. Well, so the bar opened at seven that day. Oh. So I had to wake up at like six thirty, and it was Saturday. It's like the Friday night before. I hadn't gotten great sleep. Um, I went out the the night before because, of course, you're going to go out the night before the Ohio State Michigan game. It's, of course. It's lit. So mm-hmm. I was super tired, and you know we were in college, and so we lived in kind of a crappy house, and we discovered earlier that week that there were rats in the house. <laughs> Um, in the basement. We coexisted for a while. We really actually didn't do too much about it now that I'm thinking about it. That house was so gross. It was super gross. It was I had a blast. Grossest, it was one of the grossest houses I've ever been in. It was in awesome. my life. I had, a, I had fun. Anyway. Yeah, you guys, I'm not surprised that you didn't attend to the rats in that house. So I was surprised. so I was up early in the morning getting ready to go to the go to I was about to say go to the office. Go to the bar. <laughs> um and I heard a bunch of noise downstairs, uh, like in the kitchen, like some pots and pans moving around. And then my, my sleepy thought as I was taking a shower, I go, oh, man, I hope that's not like a man-sized rat, <laughs> like, messing with my plates and stuff. He's completely sober while this is happening, yes. by the way. Marty just does not do mornings well, never has, I don't think ever will. And so it was, like, hilarious, like that half-wake, half-sleep state. He was very afraid of a man-sized rat. And so now I mean, my roommate's still... A decade later, make fun of me about man-sized rat. Uh, there was no man-sized rat. I don't know. I don't did you know. Check. What, well, I did. I went down there. I mean, unless the man-sized rat left my house after that, <laughs> um, but I did not see anything. Why did you not think? I hope that's not a rat. Well, because I didn't know how the rat would would make so much noise. 
Like it was a, t- and it wasn't like I guess it might have been one of my roommates um, who went downstairs because like I maybe had woken them up. But my thought was that nobody else could be awake at this point oh, because it was so okay. early in the morning. Yeah, yeah, just making eggs. Just making eggs or some something. Right. So I. Um, was not privy to this thought thing, but all of a sudden, Alice's roommates were like, "Hey, Marty, like, look, it's a man-sized rat." Yeah, but not, but just kidding, man. Like, I don't know. No. It was. I I think that story's charming. Much simpler story than that. Yeah. Anyway, football's great. Yes, college so, football especially. My fondest memory of football was my dorm, our dorm. Actually, we weren't in it at the same time, but. Um, our dorm was right on the street that would funnel people into the stadium. Oh, yeah. So watching all those people, like, walk, it was, like, oh, it was so cool watching just hordes of people funnel into the stadium from from my dorm. Um, I also would constantly have um, college students, like, hanging on my window of my apartment or my dorm, just yelling, like, at 8 in the morning, like, Michigan, like, Bleed Michigan, like woo! This is an explicit podcast. Oh, okay. If you would need yeah. to say the bad words. Well, I was trying to. We be got tasteful. the explicit tag. Okay, awesome. Well, they were just cursing out Michigan. Well, now I feel like you have to say it. Okay. Say it. Fuck Michigan. Fuck Michigan, yo. Like for real. Truly, the whole state. Just kidding. I actually, I really like Michigan. Don't as give a, a damn state. about the whole state. I don't give a damn about the whole state of Michigan. No, I mean, you can I'll still be, like, like, oh, this is pretty, but like, also, I don't give like, a damn. Yeah, I don't give a damn cares? how pretty it is. Right. <laughs> I don't give sucks. a damn how pretty you are, Michigan. Anyways, um, so my fondest memory was definitely like watching those crowds and then feeling involved. Like people really wanted me to wake up, no matter whose window it was, yeah. and uh, and get get into the spirit. Happy football. Happy football, y'all. <laughs> All right, so um, that is our little dorm diary reminiscing about football. So hopefully you can better understand. Hi, Gatsby. <laughs> um, hopefully you can better understand the, the Hess family obsession with football. Also, our house did flood at a football party where I invited my five friends in Florida <laughs> over to um, uh, watch a game. And I explained to them kind of um, my heart about yeah. football. And instead of watching the game, they helped us clean up a flood. Yeah. You know you have actually solid people in your life when your house floods. And, like, I will never forget, like, Stefan with a Swiffer. Like, the Swiffer was doing nothing. Like, nothing to help sop it up but he was like trying to use it as like a shovel or like to get the water <laughs> like just out it, the door just like trying to shovel it out the door and it was it was um wonderful yeah shout out to everybody who helped with that special mvp mentioned to stefan for helping move cables off the floor <laughs> yeah, the first for all thing, my electronics the first thing he did was like lift cables off the ground of marty's like equipment at his desk um which was amazing also shout out to uh charlie who found out where our water main was because we didn't know we did not know and fun fact about florida it is not in your house it is out on the street because the pipes don't freeze here anyways it was an interesting time but our floors look great they do i really come love visit. our floors come visit guys our floors are waterproof now that's not a joke yeah. we literally got waterproof floors um okay so for the next portion um i asked Mar- i really wanted to do like a little um advice moment about something i've been thinking about a lot lately and marty told me it was too intense for this podcast but that won't stop me folks nothing stops her <laughs> fair um so the advice moment i have is i've been thinking a lot about how empowered everyone is to make little changes in their lives to make it better 
I feel like so much of the narrative in our world, and especially in this political climate, is like we have insurmountable odds against us, and it's so hard to, especially for our millennial generation, like to do things like, um, you know, pay off your student loans and things. Like those things can feel so overwhelming and like crushing, and it makes you feel like you just don't want to try anything. But I've been thinking a lot about little changes to make to your life to make it easier and to empower yourself to do that. So like, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> yeah. no. I think, I think that there's a lot of words going on out there about like, you can't do this or you can't do that. And I just want to let you know that I've been watching a lot of Bob Ross, The Joy of Painting, and he is reminding me that you can make mistakes, you can mess things up, but you can always fix it if you look for the tools uh, that, you, that you have access to. And now this is not to say that everyone can make their lives perfect or get out of really, really difficult situations, like if a family member's ill, et cetera. Those are things that you can't get out of, but little changes like... Um, I switched jobs recently, and part of the really difficult part of my job was I had a 45-minute commute one way, so I had a two-hour commute every day, and even just like, even though there were lots of things I loved about my former job, making that change has changed my life. Like, I am so refreshed now, I have so much more time, and I think we're all taught to like push through and keep going with difficulties in your life, and that's a good trait to have, but you also need to step back and ask yourself, like, what in my life can I change and I should do it as soon as possible? And that's just how I've been feeling lately. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, and Carly brought this up and I said, yeah, like, the, of course there are certain things that you can change and do. Like, I, I think little things like people saying, oh, I don't have enough time. Mm-hmm. And then... You can make time. You can make time. If yeah. you want to do a thing, you can make time. You can absolutely can. Um, one thing that I did, I deleted uh, some social media apps off of my phone yeah. so that I wasn't spending my idle time just endlessly scrolling through feeds and this and that and the other thing. Yeah. Um, and I found myself with a little bit more free time. And it, it's it, little things like that can add up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also understand, like, the pressure to feel like the bigger things, mm-hmm. even like a new job. Like, yes, that was life-changing for you, but also, you know, other people and many people out there, like – there are certain situations preventing them from changing jobs or sure. like whether it's the right, not the right field right. or, or commute times, even vice versa. Um, everybody's situation is a little bit unique and a little bit different, but there are ways that you can, that those incremental changes can add up. Yeah. And I think that's an excellent point. Like I'm not the sole breadwinner in my family. We don't have kids. Those are stressors that would make someone not want to leave a job. Um, but you can always apply. And this is something that people don't take the step to do. I hear it. I used to hear it in the Writing Center all the time. Taking that step to throw an application out there and just see while you're still at another job um, is so important. So Best time to look for jobs when you have a job. Ooh, amen. So I, I definitely agree that there are extenuating circumstances for a lot of people. But I think that I want more of the dialogue to be like, you can actually change a lot more than you think. I'd rather, I'd rather the challenges be like, how do I how do I change the situation as opposed to how do I fix the situation? Hmm. Because not everything's going to have a, a one size fits all solution, but what are things you can change to, to adjust and change and alter that situation for yeah, you? Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Um, yeah. That was really good. That was so I think good we did thoughts. okay. Yeah. I mean, again, the, the whole conceit of this podcast, we don't, we don't know the fuck we're talking <laughs> no, about. No, we don't. So like, may- hopefully, maybe so, somebody found something in there. I hope so. Well, I just had this feeling. So I get 
I get these feelings that that I just need to say, like, <laughs> I, this shouldn't surprise you. Sometimes I get these feelings that I just need to say something. Yes. Is that a surprise? Have you met my wife? But I just feel like someone out there needed to hear that. Someone out there needed to hear there are more adjustments that you can make to your life than you ever thought, and you just got to start going with it. Speaking of social media, I deleted Facebook off my phone, and it has changed my life. Here's my thing about Facebook. Everyone knows that I'm hyper-involved on Facebook. It's a little much. Um, and I just really love seeing what other people are up to and I love being supportive I love seeing when people have babies or get engaged or get married like it's so fun like I want to know but um it was taking up a lot of my life just scrolling through seeing what other people were up to instead of myself being up to something you know yeah that sounded suspicious I wanted to be up to something but I what are you up to what are you what am I hiding I am hiding trying to throw the rose bowl what yeah no. What I does that know. even mean? I don't Throw know. the Rose Bowl? You can pay players to lose, right? Why would you want to? Who are you paying? Washington. They, we don't. How dare you <laughs> assume the Buckeyes just can't take care of that themselves? No, I know they'll win, but I want to make sure they'll win. No. I'm teasing. I'm not actually throwing the Rose this Bowl. This went off a cliff. I know. I'm not. How about that new Avengers trailer? I was a big fan. I've made Carly watch it several times yeah, now. Yeah, he has. I don't know. I don't like that everyone's dead. They're good. They'll figure it out. No, They're going to they, beat Thanos. No, they, it's going to happen. They'll beat Thanos, but then Spider-Man's still dead. They, and listen, Spider-Man... Also, spoilers for Infinity War, you jerk. No. I'm going to have to The trailer's this. already out. Everyone... Okay, if the trailer for the next okay, upcoming movie is, okay, is already okay, out... Okay, okay, okay. And yeah, it's in there. It yeah. does say that Peter Parker is missing, so yeah. that's fair. Yeah. Also, they've already announced a new Spider-Man movie, so like they'll figure out a way to bring him back. That's how... The Marvel Cinematic Universe works. I love... It's gotta be fine. What's his name? What's this guy's name? Who's? The Spider-Man guy. The guy who plays him. Tom Holland. Tom Holland. I love him. Like, I feel like he's my son. Is that weird? Yes. (laughs) I just think he is too adorable, and I'm just so proud of him. Like, I just... You you know what would be fun? Uh, Go to YouTube Uh and type in, like, Tom Holland memes and just have a blast with all the weird little videos that people have made. Do they have weird little Tom Holland Of him just, like, being cute during interviews. You would die. I probably would. And I just think it's the best Spider-Man there's ever been. And so when they were like, oh, let's make this movie and have him be, like, a kid who's really sad to be dying. I was like, I didn't sign up for this shit. It'll be fine. It's gonna be fine. They made another movie. It's gonna be fine. This is the end game now. All I saw Doctor in Strange that trailer said it. was like, "R.I.P. Spider-Man." You know who I miss? Spidey. And then it was like, "Cut. He's never coming back." That's literally nothing That's that happened. All I in got trailer. from that trailer. That's they're all gonna I figure got. it out. They're gonna figure it out. Yeah. Captain Marvel's gonna come in. Also, Iron Man's like shop. hungry on a ship. He's he's floating in space. It's awful. It's like a nightmare of mine. Well, don't go. Don't get on a giant spaceship and go to Titan. And then try to fight Josh Brolin. Not to just totally, don't do it. Not to totally contradict the advice segment I just made, but who who's to say that I won't be forced into a ship? I can't change your situation. <laughs> Make it better. Make little adjustments so that you, you one day are not stuck on a ship floating through space. Fair. That's fair. The All thing right. about having an advice podcast is you should maybe take your own advice. Okay. Okay. Bringing it all the way back around. Um, we've, we come did, to, we've come to the final segment. We have come to the final segment. Let me see if I can pull up this email from Catherine Mauck. It says, um, I just want to say 10 hours of driving this week. This was July 6th. I was going to say, again, four out of four for emails that we definitely got before the break, oh, before the hiatus. Oh, man. Um, 
She, uh, keep up the good work. I'll be avidly listening for more. Oops, that time when only one more podcast came after that. Sorry, Catherine. Um, I got back from the lake for, with my family to find that Carmen, the Australian Shepherd, runner-up for Doggo of the Week, is at my house. What? So I'm not sure if this is the same Carmen Australian Shepherd. Um, to that, I want to say, Catherine, do you know the Shepherds? Because... The lovely people who at the very, very, very last minute let us stay in their home in Columbus um, were the shepherds. And they have an Australian shepherd. Do you guys get it? Do you see how they did that? Did you see? They're very clever. They're super clever. We met, we already met before, but we met again as a full adult dog, Carmen. And... Such a a sweet, fluffy... Carly's literally welling up right now. I'm actively welling up because she's like a human person. And like, when I look at my dog, I'm like, you're objectively a human trapped in a dog's body. Like, I know this. I talk to you like this is the case. But rarely do I ever see other people's dogs that way. I, I know that sounds bad. But like, I looked at Carmen and a person was staring back at me. And that person's name was Carmen. And that person's name was Carmen. And Carmen was like so big she's so oh god oh god okay literal tear okay so very large dog like shit like because she she's tall like gatsby is very low to the ground so we're very very used to that but carmen had like real dog legs and was like up off the ground it was like whenever she would jump she'd like just float through the air oh my gosh so elegant and then she could put she was tall enough to put her paws like on your shoulders basically and i just was like we are standing one human to another right now and she was just like I would tell her things, like I'd talk to her about things. I'd be like, do you know you have the best parents ever? Do you know what a blessing it is to live in Columbus? And like, we would just chat. And it was, it was just amazing. It was an amazing, lovely time. However. However. Alas. Was <sighs> unable to secure Dog of the Week. So two-time runner-up Carmen for Dog of the Week. Excellent work, Carmi. Great job. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this. Better luck next time. This. Yeah, I was about to say this year. Well, for all of 2018. <laughs> This is the official Dog of the Week, like, crowning chant. We've, we've tallied up all the responses. 2019's a new year, folks. So if you've been gunning for your doggo, just, uh, we'll see. But for 2018, the ultimate Doggo of the Week is still Gatsby, Gatsby James. James. Gatsby James. Hess. Gatsby, Gatsby James Hess. G-J-H. Um, Those are his initials. Our little he's the angel. Doggo of the Week. He heard his name and he walked over. He walked and now, over and, and he now he's up getting a pet. I know because he heard, he walked away because he heard Carmen was the lead up. Um, but how has Gatsby been lately? He's been we great. Should, oh gosh, he's been so wonderful. He's really been. In, he's like the new floors. He likes the new floors. He like they heat up just a little bit now when they're in the sunlight. So he'll mm-hmm. go lay in 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 sun rays in the living room, mm-hmm. and that's been adorable. Uh-huh. Um, He's a little bit afraid of the Christmas tree. We've never had a Christmas tree before, and so he kind of looks at it suspiciously, but we're hoping for growth there. Yeah. And uh, I think he's excited that football season's over because there was certainly a lot of yelling in the house. I scream a lot And, when like, jumping up and down. Happening. And he, he's confused because he doesn't quite understand, um, you know, that our defense uh, has been kind of inconsistent this season. Yeah, um, he doesn't. If only he knew, he Uh, he would understand why we were jumping up and down. 100%. Um, But he also, um, I got to tell them the quick story as we wrap this up. Yeah. Um, I looked at him the other day. So when he was a little baby and we were first sent a photo of his little cotton ball self, he had on his snout a couple black dots and it looked like he had dirt on his face. And one of the first things Marty said about Gatsby was, I love his dirty little face. Because those weren't, that wasn't dirt. That was that's just it how was his just little how it's fur spotted. pattern. It's yeah, spotted it's around spotted. His, his little nose. So the other day, actually with yesterday, I looked at him and I was like, oh my gosh, you got dirt on your nose. And then I tried to rub it off. 
and it was just his dirty little face. And so I started crying, and then I texted Marty, and I was just like, I tried to wipe it off, and it was just I was faces. And it was beautiful. I wouldn't change a thing about him. He's such a sweet little fluff. Yep. Um, so that's the update, That's folks. the update. Yo, a, a corgi, a Pembroke Welsh corgi won first place. In the, in the herding, herding group, group. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the Westminster Dog Show this year. So shout out to Corgis. I also heard that um, Shannon, what's his last name? Sharp. Sharp. Shannon Sharp was, was a commentator was a on... host on that. We just oh. because we didn't get to long story long, basically my, We didn't get to see the, the dog show this year. I recorded the wrong thing at my parents' house. It happened. Well, yeah, we saw that we recorded the twenty seventeen one instead of the twenty eighteen one. Insane. Um uh, but Shannon Sharp of of Skip and Sh- and Shannon. Yeah, which we're obsessed with that show I, now. I think it's a Fox it's a Fox sports program. I think so. It's it's excellent. Anyways, he was like one of the hosts, so we have to go back and watch it. So we're gonna watch old Westminster dog shows and old uh football games because we're if that tells now. you anything about the type of people <laughs> we've now become. Yes. Uh, but that is going to do it for the show. It will. And as fa- how, when are we going to be back, Mark? We'll be back. We'll be back. We, you will that's definitely. All you, that's all we can tell you. That's all we can tell you because life has been crazy. And uh, Marty works at a toy company around Christmas time. So that makes yeah. things a little bit intense. Um, and my job um, has been intense but wonderful. Mm-hmm. I love my students. But sometimes that translates to me responding to papers late into the night. So um, we will be back when we can. It is the podcast is still alive and well. Please send us an email. I will Now that I reset the password and can access now, Get in again. There. Yeah. I can see when the demand is high. What, uh, what's that email address? That email address, so glad you asked, Martin Hess, is campuscounselorspodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email. Send us your questions for advice. Send us or a, comments. Comments. You know, responses let us know. to the advice of the week. Yeah, you if, know? if we helped you out, let us know. Yeah, if, if we, we got didn't. you in a very terrible situation. Do let um, us know. If the police got involved, definitely let us know. Oh, very for curious. sure. We can help you out because we were counseling. No. Nope. 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 <laughs> No, considering when the police got involved, we just told our hall director and they would <laughs> take care so of it. That's so true. Like, just well, kidding. We can't handle the police so, at all. So we'll call our parents <laughs> to help you out. Accurate, accurate. All right. Have a wonderful rest of your week or beginning of your week, yeah. everybody. Did we used to have like a sign-off tagline? I do oh, not remember. Oh, no. It's, like, it's something like, um, the world is your campus and we are your counselors. Okay. I think that was okay. it. You ready? Cool. Yeah. Okay. Set the scene. Oh, do I do? do you want do, me to do it? You gotta start. I have to start. Okay, it. scene and go. The world is your campus, and we are your counselors. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody.